Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Data Endure's March Tech Talk edition. My name is Kirsten Burke, and I am joined, as always, by Data Endure's Chief Technology Officer, Shaheen Peruz. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am excellent. How are you? Good. It's been it's been a hell of a year already. <laughs> we're, we're breaking through. The daffodils are coming out. The sun's coming out. Uh, People it feels like are, December. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, thanks, thanks to all of you for joining us. Um, we've got an interesting edition today. Um, you know, Shaheen and I will always gather a couple of weeks before this and talk about what we're hearing from customers or what we're seeing in the market that might be relevant to our audience. And um, one of the things that came to both of our minds this time is um, replaying some of the conversations we've been having with customers and prospects out there and as they're going through the mad rush to either stand something up or secure a gap that they've found um, to try to do some kind of incident response with something that's happened. Um, you know, they're, they're putting the tools out there, they're, they're getting things going, but in that rush, uh, sometimes they are neglecting the big picture, which is um, the governance or compliance side of the house. Um, you know, what are the things that were measured on? What are the things that regulators are expecting us to do? And oftentimes if you've gone out there and spent the money or the time on the tools, yet that's not exactly what you're supposed to be doing, you're in another kind of difficult situation. And so we thought we'd just talk a little bit about kind of security versus compliance and is it really versus or how, how they come together. And, um, really how to help manage this whole GRC effort that is so important yet so burdensome to so many organizations. So um, we'll let the man of the hour open up. Shaheen, what are, what are some initial thoughts there? Well, it's, um, it, it's interesting because we're in a state where you know the pandemic created a scenario where we had to scramble to think about our security differently. And, and that created a scramble of its own and it created this snowball effect of we're chasing um, things that we feel we gotta fix. And those things that we feel we gotta fix are oftentimes coming from noise from the community, noise from leadership, noise from the periodicals. And, and what happens is we lose sight of, we're, we're so busy chasing and running after this thing, this security thing where we wanna be secure and define that however you will for yourself, um, that we, we don't keep in mind what should drive security. I, I've, uh, I've often talked to customers and, and said that Data Endure's approach to security is a compliance-led security practice. And what's important about that fact is that you could build the Taj Mahal of security and you could possibly have overdone it. You could have gone too far with security um, implemented too many controls, spent too much money, um, created complexity for your users, created challenges in terms of productivity. And there's, we've all seen companies who've gone across that line. But if you take a compliance-led approach to this, you start with, how am I being regulated? And that might be an external regulatory body, government regulatory body. It might be an industry body. It might be yourself, where you have your own policies that you're imposing on yourselves, but start with how am I being regulated? What, what controls do I have to meet in order to meet that regulation? And how am I complying with those controls? 
And if that's a starting point, that lays out a roadmap for you and helps you to define your maturity model in terms of how you want to get from where you are to where you're compliant. And then, you know, just like any maturity model, the the middle of the road, if we have a five-level maturity model, the middle of the road is where 90%, 80 to 90% of the people are going to end up. And some people want to go further. Some people want to go to level four or level five. That might be driven by their industry. That might be driven by their customers. That might be driven by the government. But those uh, that the maturity level you go to at that point, once you've met the regulatory components, is is simple things you can address. And in and I'm going to say point solutions, but I'm not necessarily suggesting it's a single tool or a single process or whatever. But you have the ability to close gaps much more cleanly against what you want to target to hit a maturity model to grow beyond what your required set of controls are. And your required set of controls should always be dictated by how you're regulated. And once again, there's people on this call who are going to, they're listening to this, are going to say, I'm not regulated. Everybody's regulated. It might be your CEO that's regulating you, but everybody's regulated. And, uh, and uh, so it's important to understand what the controls or constraints or um, policies are for your world and how those things should apply in context of security to meet those controls. And uh, for some people, it's real easy because the government comes down and says, this is the regulation. Um, the credit card companies come down and say, you have to have PCI. The healthcare industry comes and says, you have to be HIPAA. So for those people, it's very easy to say, this is the regulation that I have to meet. Um, for others, it's different. They might be a service provider and they have customers with every one of those things and they have to figure out how am I going to create a, a control set that is a Venn diagram of those things that covers the majority of those things. And then even beyond that, even for government, this year, the federal government announced that um, NIST 800-171 isn't enough anymore. You have to become CMMC level three certified, which is a uh, superset. Uh, it's, it's an additional set of controls. And, uh, and so it's interesting to think about the changing landscape in compliance. And it's interesting to think about how people are managing this and uh, being in the space, running service providers for 20 years, I've had to deal with auditors more than anybody should ever have to deal with auditors. <laughs> and, uh, and the reality of that is that it, for a long time was a sp spreadsheet nightmare we would track all of the different audits and the different components and the controls and the evidence mapping and all of the things in spreadsheets. And then we would go and map, we, in those spreadsheets, we would track what folders on the file server the evidence was stored on. And, and it was just a nightmare back in the day. Uh, and today's uh, modern GRC solutions uh, of which we offer a GRC as a service as well, um, make that process a lot simpler and allow us to collect evidence once and apply it to multiple control sets. Um, whereas that was a real pain in the past. And so the reason I say it's easy for those that have a regulation put in front of them and, and are told to meet that regulation is because there's tools that make it easy and there's services and people that make it easy. And it's a much more well-known space, if you will, than it used to be 15, 20 years ago. When, to hear you talk about this, um, you know, obviously we, we have dedicated a lot of these tech talks to security 
and just the hamster wheel that a lot of people feel they get on, right? You know, you're in business to do something completely different, but because you manage data and because you rely on data, all of a sudden you have to be a security expert and keeping up and managing it and, you know, protecting, detecting, doing all of that is so difficult. And when I hear you talk about all the elements to GRC, right, whether it's internal governance, whether it's managing risk, whether it's the compliance others are expecting, it seems like you've got this other hamster wheel, right? And you've got a lot of people, a lot of process and a lot of technology that are dedicated to these things that are important to your business, but certainly aren't um, helping accelerate whatever core value that, that you're bringing to market. And um, where is that intersection? You've got security hamster wheel over here, you've got compliance hamster wheel over here. And how does an organization wrap their head around this? Yeah, it's interesting. I've, um, I, I've had a lot of conversations with prospect recent, prospects recently where um, the conversation for our SOC as a service started with the compliance team, which is not typical. It usually starts with the, the security team, the CISO and, and his staff and, and or her staff. And uh, the, what the compliance team is trying to do is they have you know, glaring holes in the components they have to have in place as a company in order to meet their regulatory commitments. And so one of those things is 24 by seven monitoring of logs as an example, and uh, security logs and incidents and incident management. And you know all the things that a managed security service provider like us offers to the customer are, are things that make a compliance manager's job easier than going to a already overburdened team and saying, can you build me a SOC? Can you go buy a SIM? Can you do vulnerability management? Can you, um, those are those are very difficult things. So we're seeing compliance officers step forward. So I think those two hamster wheels um, are, are starting to get connected more and more. And, and that's part of what this dialogue is about. We're starting to see a place where the compliance, the, let's, let's just call them the chief compliance officer and the chief security officer are, are working in sync and are working in the same direction and trying to synchronize the spin of the of the hamster wheels. And uh, what where that Venn diagram I was talking about as a service provider, we have to worry about a Venn diagram that uh, applies across a large number of control sets to meet our customers. So our security policies and procedures cover attributes of just about all of the different compliance. So we could pass any one of them, if you will, but we try to create a control set that is um, overlapping with most of those things. And similarly, you have to have that same sort of overlap in even if it's a single regulatory compliance you're dealing with so that the that those two hamster wheels can be in sync. Um, you can't, uh, if they're going in different directions or if they're running at different rhythms, you know, you're going to have problems. You know, one of the hamsters is going to start flipping instead of staying in sync with the other and things will become challenging. There will become conflict, there's strife. And we've seen that in, in prospects and, you know, helping both to see, bringing everybody to the table to say, this is going to meet all your security requirements. And this also closes all the compliance gaps. So you're both getting a win out of this. This is not a fight, uh, is one of the ways to try to get those things lined up or synced up. And to, to do something like that, uh, clearly, you know, if you're in business, you probably have some of this already in process. 
um, depend, you know, whether it's the security or the, the compliance side of the house. Um, how is it that um, we can help them start that initial come together? Is it um, doing some kind of an audit or an analysis to say, here are your gaps? Is it sitting down and, um, I mean, where do you start? You know, if you're someone who's saying, I, I feel this tension, um, this, is, this is becoming a distraction, it's taking more resources than it ought to, how do you, how do you start? Where do you start? So um, that's a great question. And you now have that come together song stuck in my head. I'll be, I'll be hearing that all day. Thank you. <laughs> um, the, the one challenge I have um, that I've seen regularly or consistently is that um, uh, analysis paralysis that, that you're describing, which is I need to evaluate the tools, technologies, partners, everything. And it's going to take me months to do this. And um, I, I've um, always had this challenge with if I can get the facts in front of me and make decisions based on facts, the fastest I can get to those facts, the better. So it's collecting the, the information to make decisions from. Um, what we do to address that specifically is we do health checks, which are complementary mini, um, let's call them assessments or tests or trials or whatever you want to, whatever term you want to apply to it, POCs. Um, but they're, they're functional uh, uh, demonstrations uh, that, that last a very short period of time. They're almost all 14 days. We have them for our security um, practice. We have them for compliance. We have them for our storage practice, for our backup and recovery practice. So all of these health checks are really designed around helping a customer quickly answer questions that they may or may not have thought about asking, or they know them in, in intimately and intuitively, but they're not putting them in front of them in a decision matrix. And so based on our background and our experience, we're asking these questions or we're running the tools to collect the data to answer these questions. And, and we present to the customer our findings in such a way that they can say, I understand. And in the case of our compliance health check, I see the gaps I have. And if you can tell me the gaps on this very small subset of controls, you can probably help me understand the gaps on the rest of them. And we also offer a mapping of gaps to resolution of those gaps. How do you, how do you close those gaps? Um, whether it be through products or professional services or um, uh, many times for our, our customers, given that we're a managed security service provider, it's our managed services. So it's uh, the ability to highlight and, and not in a negative way. This is to put a flashlight on the gaps is, is what I'm talking about when I say highlight. And once you have visibility of those gaps, some they know intuitively, some are surprises, um, but at least you have them in front of you and you know what the universe of things you got to focus on are. Mm -hmm. And that's a compliance focused approach to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start with the compliance led gap analysis. And once I have those gaps closed, then I can step back and I can do all the other. Th and one of the, for example, most regulatory, the heavily secure regulatory concerns want vulnerability testing, penetration testing, SIM, and um, uh, uh, 24 by 7 monitoring of logs or, or some level of monitoring of logs. Those four control sets, um, if, you, if you're missing any of those gaps, once you close those gaps, now those things are going to start showing you gaps in your security controls. 
So now you have the ability, now, now you just solve the compliance problem, but now you're seeing gaps with your pen testing and your vulnerability testing that help you identify and build a risk matrix that say my, our crown jewels, these servers, these applications have vulnerabilities and we need to prioritize patching those. Um, or our firewall um, has ports open in it that they shouldn't have open in it and it's gonna allow a bad actor to come inside our network and do bad things. So let's close that gap. Mm -hmm. So without that visibility, um, with, without having met the compliance, you would have had to make the decision that you're going to do pen tests, that you're going to do vulnerability assessments. And, and those usually happen, you know, best case scenario, once a month, once a quarter for the vulnerability assessment. Um, uh, but usually we see customers running a pen test, which includes a vulnerability assessment once a year. And we see other customers that have their own vulnerability tool, but nobody looks at the console. So um, it's, it's important to have it be part of your practice. It's important to focus on it from a compliance perspective so that you can get the tools in place that will help you close other gaps mm -hmm. with, and rather than just saying, I'm gonna get to the finish line before the other guy, because the line might've moved. Right. Well, you know, just hearing you talk, um, the phrase that comes to mind is this sounds like GRC the way it's supposed to be, right? I think so many people think of GRC almost as a, as a penalty to the business, right? We have to do this. We have to comply with this. Now they've changed this on us, right? At the end of the day, GRC is meant to protect the business as well as its customers, but it is such a heavy lift and it's such a drain and it takes so long that you know, by the time you get your answers and information, everything you were measuring and monitoring could have changed. But if you're able to get to from point A to point B faster, and then if what you implement is able to help you surface further gaps faster, um, this is a, a serious benefit to your business. Um, and so it almost, you know, what you're sound, what you're talking to me about, and, and I've lived through the, the GRC, um, audits as well in past lives, none of them sound like what you're talking about. <laughs> they, they are more painful. They take longer. They sideline people in teams for months. Mm -hmm. um, but if you were able to do what you describe, what a benefit to an organization. And, and it's not, um, it's, there's a lot of acronyms in the compliance and security space that are confusing uh, consumers. So, you know, there's, uh, uh, Gartner has to justify their existence by coming up with a new area every week. So we started out with endpoint detection and response and then decided that's not enough. And, and that, by the way, replaced traditional endpoint security. And, uh, and so then we went to MDR and MDR was managed endpoint detection and response. And then we started to talk about SOC and SOC as a service. And then there was a confusion between SOC and MDR. And now we're talking about the concept of extended detection and response. And every single vendor out there who calls themselves AR is really confusing the topic because none of them are the same. There's mm -hmm. not the same feature sets and capabilities. Same thing applies here in, in GRC. Those three letters, GRC, mean very different things to different tool manufacturers that solve GRC. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some great players out there, some very expensive, large, old school, monolithic GRC applications that are impossible to manage and hard to update and 
uh, cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to purchase and years to implement. Um, and then there's some modern ones like Zen GRC that's super easy to pump up and get up and running, but it, it doesn't solve, it's a tool. It's not solving the problem. It's not making it the easy thing that I described. It's, it's just, it's like buying the SIM and nobody looks at it. You don't have the sock to manage it. GRC is the same thing. You need a compliance practice. You need to be able to have people who are helping manage the program of a assessment. Um, and you know that's what we do differently. We our SOC as a service is a true SOC, and we deliver it as a service. With you know, there's a, a dozen open source tools and three commercial tools that go into building the SOC as a service offering. Which yes, you could go out and build those things yourselves, but if you can consume it without having to build it and you get people with eyes on glass 24 by seven, it's the easy button for SOC, but it's giving you everything you need to, to get a real SOC and to extend your security capability. Similarly, you can get a GRC tool that meets the need, but if you don't have people who are, who are actively managing it, program managing it, um, the GRC tool isn't going to fix your problem. Mm -hmm. You still have to lock people down for months. You still have to figure out how to collect evidence. And it's still, oh my God, the auditors are coming. We got to rush. And, um, and it's always a mad scramble to get the audits done. What we offer in our GRC service is the same approach, which is we have people, the program management of the assessment. We kick off the assessment for our, you get the GRC tool for one as part of the service. Um, but we have the people that kick off the assessments. We, those people also manage the people who are putting evidence into the system. So we do follow-ups to make sure they're loading evidence and that evidence is loaded into the system instead of in file folders and spreadsheets. And um, we have the ability to do third-party um, uh, assessments by questionnaires or whatever. So your, your supplier chain can easily be assessed as to whether they meet your requirements or not. Um, we have a trust portal, which allows you once the audit is complete and we do the final uh, review of the audit and work with you in terms of closing it down. We then publish it to the trust portal where, the, where your customers can look at it, your auditors can look at it. You don't have to have the auditors come and live inside your building for three weeks anymore. Um, it's, it, is, it is the nice you know, coffee and crumb cake conversation as opposed to mad scramble for one quarter every year just before the audit starts mm -hmm. and I lived through that for years we were we were uh, you and I shared a past life together we lived uh, um, where we were delivering we were a, a one of the first MSPs in the country and one of the first cloud providers in the country and we were delivering services to 46 countries and uh, across six continents and we had regulatory concerns coming from every direction. I spent, you know, half of my time talking to auditors for customers. And it was that mad scramble every time we went through our audits. And it's, uh, there wasn't tools like what we, there wasn't services like what we're offering today, because if there were, I would have paid any amount of money to not do mm -hmm. what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so I agree with you, your assessment's a good one. It's, it's, we are making it sound easy. And it's it's not to say that there's not some work. It's not to say that you know there isn't some lifting that has to be done, um, but we do the majority of the heavy lifting. Well, and I think similar to how we talk about uh, cybersecurity, 
and the challenges that organizations have there, um, our goal is to help give our customers a time advantage. So instead of the hustle to keep up, the hustle to defend themselves, not knowing something's wrong until it's too late. And from a GRC perspective, if you approach it uh, as a managed service, instead of, you know, as you describe, you know, analyzing, buying the tool, the people, everything, you get a time advantage as well. Um, not only for your internal resources and what they're focusing on, but, but truly, you know, GRC's intent is to help an organization early identify, you know, is something wrong? Is there a gap? Whatever. And the longer it takes you to get to that is a problem, right? And, and take a look at the penalties you get from some of these regulatory bodies, right? How long did you know? How long did it take you to fix? Mm -hmm. So having a time advantage on the GRC side also is so beneficial to, to organizations and then to anybody who, who they're interacting with that, that might be at risk. So, um, you know, it sounds like uh, the, the time factor here is, is a value that these organizations get that, that maybe they haven't put enough value on or not maybe 100%. not known that they can have. 100%. And, you know, we, we always say it's all about time. And it is. It's it, in every aspect of um, cyber resilience. It is all about time. And compliance is a lens to look at cyber resilience. Um, and it's a, it's a lens with a light that allows you to expose gaps without having to intuit that there's gaps there. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you're getting, you're getting a roadmap, you're getting, you're getting a blueprint that says, do these things mm -hmm. at a minimum, do these things. And, and that's a, that's a huge help from my perspective, any guidance I can get. And if we can change our, if we can shift our thinking, like you hinted from, this is a punishment to these are tools that I can take advantage of. Um, I, I'll give you a, a similar, um, a simile. I was asked to go to a, a course, a finishing school of sorts. And uh, I assumed that that finishing school was a punishment for a long time. And then just before I went, I changed my perspective. And forever since then, it has changed the way I interact people. It changed the way I do things. And it's the, the, the ask I would put out to the security and the compliance community is change your perspective on compliance. Look at it as not a punishment, but rather as a tool that will help you achieve what you're trying to achieve faster. Mm -hmm. and, and that will change everything for you. Uh, and forever, you will be ahead of the game instead of trying to play catch up. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And it sounds like for organizations who are interested in this or who at least want to learn more, there is a health check available to them that um, if they were to reach out uh, via our website, uh, via our web chat, um, that that's something that we could help connect them with and get them going down this path. Is that correct? That is correct. That's correct. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, Shaheen, thank you. Um, I always say this, I always learn something from you every time we talk, even though I spend a lot of time with you off this, off this call. <laughs> so thank you very much. And thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, we wish you a happy end of March and we will see you again in April. Thank you. Bye everyone.